0: hello and welcome to the fantasy blitz podcast and um, we are so excited that you're here with me is my co-host joel
1: what's going on y'all
0: and we have a special guest today of marvin eloquin so introduce yourself marvin
1: hey everyone super uh, excited to be here so really excited to just have the opportunity to be here with you guys um yeah my first podcast experience i'm really uh pumped to be here with you uh with you both awesome. all right
0: yeah awesome i didn't know it was uh your very first one I know you were talking about um starting one in a, in a little while but i didn't realize this is this is your very first one
1: this I'm this is here. it this is my uh, my first <laughs> appearance on a podcast
0: cool we are happy to to host your your very first appearance um so Marvin is, just a little bit about him, um, he is also a writer for Dynasty Nerds, just like Joel and I. Um, he has uh, one series of, of articles put out called uh, 2020 Rookie Opportunities. Uh, he discusses one pre-draft, or pre-free draft pre agency, post-free agency, and I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a, a post-draft one coming out, or where you kind of like, um, you know, answer some of the questions you ask. Tell us about the, those articles, Marvin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the rookie opportunity series just stemmed from the idea that um, you know this rookie class is just extremely talented. It's, it was extremely high. Um, you know, even last summer we were we were hearing that you should buy twenty twenty rookie picks uh, because of this class. Um, and you know, with with that, you know, you you need talent, you need the draft capital um, to succeed uh, in the NFL and for fantasy. But I, you know, I wanted to highlight uh, the opportunity. So the Kind of the, the the premise of it is that talent plus draft capital or equity and opportunity equals fantasy success. So I, I was really just looking at um, each position, the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, just evaluating the the opportunity landscape for each one. So um, is there you know a lead option at each of those positions for for every team? Um, is it a RBBC, a running back by committee? Um, you know, can the team sustain a wide receiver too? You know, you might have a wide receiver being drafted. Uh, with a stud already there, like, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton for, for Denver, and then you have Jerry Judy joining in. Um, how does that affect them? Can they sustain that? So um, just really looking at that opportunity landscape, because, you know, you mentioned that uh, AJ Brown is extremely talented, but he went into a situation where we didn't think there was a lot of opportunity. Whereas uh, Miles Sanders uh, is, is a, a rookie that went into a situation where he, he, he had the opportunity to receive carries and reception. So um, it's, there's always a blend between um, every aspect, you know, talent, draft capital and opportunity, but the uh, finding the opportunity is, is for me uh, pretty valuable. Now I, I wouldn't necessarily fade talent, um, but um, as you can see with AJ Brown, extremely talented wide receiver, great route runner, and he just overcame his, his situation. So I think there's always a balance be, uh, between all three and um just wanted to highlight that in the article. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, fantasy football doesn't have to be hard. Uh, So if you want to simplify fantasy football, um, go to DysonNurse.com and you can find uh, all of Marvin's work there. Um, But especially these, these two articles have been great. Um, And they're, um, they're novel length. So he really goes in depth about the opportunities and um, the vacancies and, and, and ways that these rookies can really shake up the NFL and, um, some starting positions. So it was a great read that I, it's, it's helped me to make some, some moves for some of those, um, potential vacancies, you know, making moves early is how you get good to good value. So, um, in order to, you know, be first, you have to do some homework and say so Marv does the homework for you. Uh, just got to go read it. Um, sweet. Joey, got any questions for Marvin?
2: Yeah, man. Um, you know, obviously, um, reading through the article and some of those things so i just want to kind of give you a chance to talk on some of these points and give you a little bit of exposure um but i've been really focusing on wide wide receiver um and going through your article you know you list um the raiders as a good wide receiver one opportunity and we i think we saw that um john gruden just you know uh felt probably the same way um we saw a bunch of wide receivers get drafted there. Um, and I was kind of interested in what you what your thoughts were after the draft.
1: absolutely. yeah, i I flagged them as as one of the um, one of the teams with a wide receiver one opportunity. Um, and that's mainly because they they didn't really have anyone there that, in my eyes uh, would uh, necessarily take the reins as the as the lead receiver. You know they have Tyrell williams, they have. Uh, Darren Waller is a great tight end, but I think there's, there was still a gap there. There's still opportunity there for someone to take over. And, you know, they drafted two great wide receivers. They drafted, uh, Henry Ruggs, um, and, and one of the, one of the fastest receivers now in in the NFL. So, um, you know, one thing that a lot of people might try to fade, um, uh, Derek Carr, but in my opinion, he's actually not, not the worst quarterback. Uh, so I was doing some research the other day and, um, one thing that popped out uh popped out at me was actually from 2016 to 2018 uh pff had uh Derek carr ranked uh third in depot accuracy um and i think that that actually pairs perfectly with with henry Rux. you know he's the fastest guy I can get behind the defense and and if you have a quarterback that can be accurate there uh, it's a perfect combination right so he he was only behind breeze and wilson um in that time span now last year um he he didn't have the, the weapons and, and now he does. But I don't think you know, I think right now he, he has everything he needs to succeed. And and obviously if he doesn't, well then um they might just replace him next year. But I think right now he's in a good situation and, and he's got two great receivers there in, in um, Henry Ruggs and Michael Edwards. So Brian Edwards, sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, so who who do you feel like is gonna emerge between those two draft picks?
1: That's a good question. I, You know, I I really like Brian Edwards. I think he's just the prototypical X receiver, just the way he's he's built and his skill set. Uh, but, you know, I got to give it to Henry Ruggs right now. I just think the draft capital is there. I think they will try to manufacture touches for him, and I think they will put him in situations to succeed. And, and like we've seen in college, he, he can just take uh, short passes to the house. So I think there's – There's a lot of opportunity there and um, being the the first wide receiver taken, you kind of have to give him the opportunity and um, see what you got in him. So I think for this year, at the very least, um, you got to, you got to feed him and I think he's going to be the guy there. And uh, I personally think he'll succeed. So uh, we'll see how it pans out, but they got two great options now and are set for the future.
2: Yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely one of those people talking about, about David, I mean, uh, Derek Carr, I'm gonna mess both. of them. I'm compare him to his brother. He definitely fade fade David, um, but I was uh, I was definitely one of those people just because you know um, he's not one of those the the quarterbacks um, that he, it seems like he likes to go deep. He wants to run throw those those high risk um, throws uh, and mm-hmm. and you know obviously you definitely did some digging on that and, um, put it into context, but uh, so, you know, it's really good to shed light like that. Um, because it's now I'm thinking it's, it's probably the fact, you know, that he just, the deep ball, he doesn't like to throw high risk throws anywhere, but, um, and he doesn't, it's not that he's incapable of throwing deep, you know, um, but he just throws, you know, when he does have the opportunity, he's going to throw that you know, he's going to throw the pass. Um, So it's probably, you know, that probably is some good insight into why, you know, he was so, he was ranked so high in deep ball accuracy because if you, if you know that it's a a good completion and you only throw those ones that are, that you believe are good completions, um, you know, Mm -hmm. you're definitely going to have a higher accuracy rating, you know, opposed to somebody like uh, James Winston, who, you know, just throws the ball, Anywhere, <laughs> so
1: yeah, honestly, exactly, yeah, I agree. Um, so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of upside with that offense, and um, I'm excited to see how it all pans out for them.
2: Yeah, man, I like I like the article, man. You kind of even pre-draft, you kind of you hit on some places, you know, for like the running back position. You know, you even talked about the Kansas City Chiefs being a place for an RB one opportunity, mm-hmm. and there's there's probably not a lot of people who thought. They were pro- probably comfortable with Damian Williams being the one, you know. So
0: <clears throat> I didn't expect that.
2: No, I don't think anybody did. I think that a lot of people decided that Damian Williams was the guy. I mean, there were probably some people that bought Damian Williams. Yeah, well well, there were some <laughs> there were some people who probably bought Damian Williams um, you know, before the draft just because they you know, they thought that he was gonna be the guy there. So Yeah. Hats off to you, man.
0: Um, that's Marvin. Uh, so we are super excited to have him on. Um, go look up his stuff on And We will go ahead and jump in. Uh, so we have a few segments for you today. Um, this first one, we just want to kind of each share with you um, a player that we are are lower on the most, um, and kind of explain explain why um, that is. So I'll kick us off. Uh, so my my player that I chose was, was Hollywood Brown, or Marquis Brown. Um, so this is not. Like Marvin was talking about, this is not a matter of of talent. I think that you know Hollywood was you know one of the top three receivers coming out of the of the class last year. Uh, I think he's insanely talented, uh, super fast, great hands um, and and can make the most of of most situations. Um, but I, I still just don't love any Ravens pass catcher. Um, so you know if I had to rank them with the Ravens, Hollywood would be on top. but I have been seeing you know, his ADP just way higher than I am ever going to want to pay for him in this offseason with everything being the way it is. Um, so Lamar, he's not ever been known for his passing. He has an unsustainable touchdown rate uh, from last year, which is absolutely absurd. I think it's like 9%. Is that what it was? Do you guys know?
2: Not off the top of my head, I don't.
0: Well, I don't know. Stats. <laughs> uh, I could probably look it up. <clears throat> I might do that in a minute. But so you know, he's he's not necessarily a great passer. You could argue that he is, um, and I'll I'll listen to your arguments. But no one can argue that he passes often. Um, you know, he had just over 400 pass attempts this past year. Um, so I, I don't see that ever really reaching 500. Um, the way that he plays and the way that they've built that offense around him. And so because of that, there's just limited balls to pass around to the receivers. Um, And when you have someone, um, you know, other people on the field that can catch, like Mark Andrews and uh, Miles Boykin, um, I know there's just a lot of different names on the field that take a lot of volume away from that. Um, So I see a touchdown regression for Lamar um, for the passing work. Um, And honestly, even though Hollywood – you know he didn't just take the field over and you know have a hundred percent snap rate. He only had one game over a hundred yards all season, and from weeks nine to seventeen, he only had one game with more than four targets. Um, so I just I have a hard time having him as my wide receiver two, where I've seen him go in some off season startup ADP. So uh, I mean if I can pick him up and you know round nine to 11 or something and he's you know maybe my flex play you know I'll think about it but I've just seen him go way before that and I'm I'm just not touching him there what do you guys think
1: yeah I agree you know I I'm not sure there's like you said that I'm not sure there's a lot of volume there uh to warrant um spending draft capital both in redraft and in you know dynasty he's he he could still pan out long term but right now you know what we've seen last uh, last year, um, the the Ravens led the league in, in rush percentage at fifty six percent. So, they they prefer to run the ball, and part of the reason why I I personally think you know J.K. Dobbins can coexist there with Mark Ingram, but it just doesn't leave much for the receivers. So, they already have Mark Andrews, like you said, and then it's just there's not much left. So, to me, with with some of the additions they've uh, they've made to the at the receiver position. I'm not sure if Hollywood Brown can be uh, wide receiver two or three um, for what some people are drafting him to be. So, um, completely agree with you.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. um, You know, you guys make good points. I'm kind of probably on the opposite end there. Um, You know, I'm definitely somebody who would love to have Hollywood Brown as you know wide receiver two, especially if I'm going. You know, my wide receiver one is somebody. Like, you know, if I, if I waited, um, or if I have, you know, on my roster, like somebody like, uh, Allen Robinson, um, or Keenan Allen, you know, somebody with a a safer floor, um, and then pair them with somebody that, you know, I don't think anybody can deny the ceiling is, is, uh, very high for, for Hollywood Brown week to week, um, so, that that's somebody that that I want paired with somebody like uh, Alan Robinson or Keenan Allen, um, and then some of the stuff that I've been kind of going over with him, you know, is that um, his injury uh, before last season um, definitely slowed him up. Um, I think that we're seeing the reports there of that as well.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'll, i I'll listen to arguments for, for Hollywood, but at the moment with where he's going right now, I would rather just wait for him to, you know, play like he played the last half of last season and, and, and get him for cheap, um, cheaper, I guess, than right now. So anyways, we'll move on. Uh, Joel, go right ahead.
2: Yeah. So my, my player that, I, that I'm fading is Cortland Sutton. So spicy. Uh, the reason why, yeah, I know. Um, the reason why is that when you look at his target share from last year, um, and I know that he was dealing with some quarterback issues um, ending the year with a rookie quarterback in Locke. Um, but when you look at his target share, um, he got a 31% target share. Um, and historically, he's not somebody – I mean, his catch rate will float anywhere from uh, you know 54% to 58%. Um, you know, in my projections, I do go a little bit higher. I give him, you know, give him some boost in efficiency because the team has added some players um, and some other players around him um, to about 61% for his catch rate. Um, But the 31%, as far as his target share, that's, that's way above what normal would be for a wide receiver one on any team. Um, and I don't see that happening again. Um, so I don't, you know, I can't buy into somebody um, at their their current price um, and buying at ceiling prices when their their target share was so astronomically high to where I think it would be. You know, I'm saying that he probably uh, will be around a 20, 21 to 23% target share. And then he's going to have to be really, I mean, he's going to have, he's still, in my opinion, going to be the one on the team. Um, I think Judy is going to be more of a challenge than people think because of his, his ability to separate. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of the situation where, you know, Keenan Allen's always open. You just throw the ball to Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, uh, it, because he's in the right spots, he, his timing's great. Um, he separates well from coverage, and you know that that's that's Jerry Judy. And I think that he's that Sutton's going to, to suffer in that respect, um, along with his target share being uh, dropping pretty significantly.
0: All I'm going to say is that that didn't happen in Alabama. So,
2: what's that?
0: Jared Judy, like, passing it to him every single time because he was open.
2: No, that didn't. So, that's that's for sure, that, you know. But.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't fault you for, for thinking that. I think Jared is you know, definitely the most polished route runner of this class. But I'm just saying, it didn't happen in Alabama. And this, I'm looking through this, like, um, this team, and honestly, this might be one of the most well-rounded, like, have all the pieces in the roles that you need filled of a offense I've like in the NFL right now, like Melvin Gordon, Phillip Lindsay and running back Cortland Sutton is your ex contested catch. Jerry Judy is your route running um, middle of the field. KJ Hamler is the speed street you have on the outside. Noah Fant is the athletic tight end. Like this is just a, an all-star offensive cast. And then, and and then own, Albert.
2: Oh,
0: Oh, you can't forget about Albert freaking. Oh goodness. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I can see definitely what you're talking about with the target share thing, um especially since you know, we haven't seen his his touchdown rate go up. I think he's going to have to have a Mike Williams type of touchdown rate from 2018 in order to be really fantasy relevant. So I get that. I, I'm with you there.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's I think the Broncos are one of the tougher teams to project out in 2020 right now. A lot of weapons there, a lot of mouths to feed. And someone's going to lose, um, lose out, right? So it, the other guy I think of is, is Noah Fant. Everyone's projecting him to break out, but can he break out with all the receivers and the running backs uh, that, that are now on the team? Um, it's very interesting to, to see how this all plays out. And it'll only go as far as Drew Locke will take them, right? So if if he isn't able to take that next step and, you know, we saw some promising things last year, he didn't light up the, uh, he didn't light up the league when he started, but I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe his touchdown to interception ratio was uh, two to one or, or or it was fairly positive. So he wasn't throwing interceptions left and right. Um, So for a rookie, that's pretty impressive. And hopefully he can build upon that and, and just increase that ratio even, even more. And, and hopefully be able to support uh, two wide receivers, a tight end, and several running backs there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're going to probably see... I mean, what could too, could happen as well is we're going to see their plays go up. You know, um, their passing percentage is probably going to be a little bit higher compared to last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're sitting around, like, the 53%. I think they'll probably be higher than that, probably around 56 um, percent pass and i think that they are going to run probably more plays i don't think um i don't think that they want to to limit their offense with the weapons that they have to only 402 yeah. attempts um for for passing you know so right. the 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 plays are going to go up uh the target share is going to go down that it's still going to be an efficiency battle we're gonna we're gonna see him struggle with efficiency um He's not, he doesn't have the best hands. Um, If you follow Matt Wallman at all, um, you can go onto his site and see some explanation into some of the things that he believes is Sutton needed to work on, Um, you know, and it's definitely something that um, he can improve on. But, you know, right now as it sits, we don't know what how that's going to look, you know, as far as his his efficiency, but he's going to be, his touchdown rate's going to have to go up and his efficiency as far as catch rate is going to have to go up for him to repeat last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cool. So we'll we'll move on and uh, Marvin, go ahead, hit your player, and then we'll go into the next thing.
1: Yeah. So uh, my player to fade um, going into 2020 happens to also be a Denver Bronco and it's uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, So, you know, he, he uh, was, was the lead guy in, in, uh, with the chargers and now with the broncos and uh, you know people are drafting him in dynasty and and as an r b two um, so just thinking about that i'm i'm not sure how how long he can sustain this and he's he's um on a second contract is i believe twenty seven and was never the most efficient guy with his touches so um you know from a yards created perspective, he was forty second in the league last um, uh, last year, he was 50th in yards uh, created per touch. So he's not, a, a lot of what he's given us from a fantasy perspective is, is driven by volume. Um, and I'm not sure if that will necessarily be there in, in Denver um, because as much as people would like to f- uh, fade Philip Lindsay, he's been good yes. the last two years. So I think he will he will definitely steal touches and, and right, rightfully so. and And they still also have a, Really talented third running back there in in Royce Freeman. So there's a lot of mouths to feed, as we've already talked about. Even with in the receiving game, um, it's just hard to envision that uh, there are, there definitely will be there definitely won't be weeks where you will be there definitely will be weeks where you're just not happy with that. But and um, that's why I'm fading Melvin Gordon going to 2020 and um, for Dynasty as well.
0: Can't blame you at all for that one. Not at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that he's <clears throat> obviously his yards created is something that's a little bit concerning, but, um, you know, and he's not really getting a, a, a big improvement on his line um, compared to where he was. So um, I think you definitely raised some good points for sure.
0: Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that was our faded segment. Um, so Joel actually is going to take us into the next one.
2: All right, so we got a little fun segment here. Something that I've been obviously we're all locked up in our homes and quarantine. So um, next segment it's called hashtag Quarantine Strife. So it's kind of <laughs> gonna gonna be going <laughs> gonna be going through some activities or things that are now part of our new quarantine lives and the player that it represents. So I'll kind of go through these and, and you guys can chime in. I I've added some players in there and I'll, I'll add some players in there, but I'd love to hear what you guys got for each one of these. Um, so the first, the first item is self haircuts. So, (laughs) uh, I'll, I'll give you a, um, an explanation on these players and, or, uh, what the, these players' attributes are, and then you guys can tell me what. But self haircuts. Uh, this player is someone that might save you some money now, but is likely to make you regret that you just kept going and left you with nothing.
0: <laughs> have you have you so done self haircut might... yet,
2: dude? I did, and it turned out fairly bad. <laughs> um... <laughs> so I didn't have to shave it all off because I didn't, I didn't fade that high. You know, I kept it a low fade. I was smart about it, but, um, but but my hair is one of those, it's one of those things you can see the lines really bad. So I, you know, it's really hard to fade, uh, for just a barber that's gone to school for this. But for me, it was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but my player here is, uh, carry on Johnson.
0: Couldn't agree more.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I Todd Gurley comes to mind. I think he could still be serviceable this year. You could buy him low, but not sure I really want to see that through all the way to the end. So yeah. See, I was saying the same thing one. about
0: David Johnson because just because he's 28, and I mean he's got a good opportunity because there's no other like back back there. But man, I just do not like David Johnson past the first four games of this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely is somebody that's going to probably leave you with nothing. That's for sure. Absolutely. So the next item is, is TikTok, the uh, beloved app, if you're not, if you're not um, familiar with it. But uh, this player is someone that is entertaining, and you can't help but staying on them, but you wouldn't admit to anyone that you are.
0: Oh, boy. I'll go first. This is just slightly embarrassing, but I've loved... Albert Wilson, ever since 2018, when he broke out onto the scene and had four insane games where he was used like no other, well, I guess kind of like Percy Harvin. And I'm going to get, you know, crucified for saying that. <laughs> but Albert Wilson looked good in Miami in 2018 for like four weeks. And so I bought a, I bought a lot of shares last year, hoping that, you know, no one knows about Albert Wilson. <laughs> and then he, everyone else knew about Albert Wilson, and I just didn't.
1: So. <laughs>
2: What about you, Marvin?
1: You know, there's just one guy that just can't seem to uh, can't seem to let go is uh, is Dante Pettis. I know he's he's kind of just uh, he's ready to be let go there, I think. But I you know I just can't seem to. <laughs> I just I just remember the his rookie year, how how excited I was to to have drafted him, to have on my team, and he, he looked great that year. And now he's just, he's kind of just dropped, right? Astronomical mm. drop. And he's, um, you know, part of me is still holding out hope and definitely something I don't want to admit to everyone, but I still have some shares of him and I'm holding on and not dropping him.
0: Yep, I do too. i uh, He went in the fifth round of, a startup last year um, and I traded for him uh, mid-season trying to buy low on him and he's still sitting on the bench.
2: Yeah, my my player on this one is is uh Peyton Barber. Woof. I know it's it's so <laughs> tough. I tr- I I tr- <laughs> that's the one name that like when I I just hope that you know the format hides his name down at the bottom and I'm like yeah. please please nobody notice that I just still have Peyton Barber on my roster. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like the Tik TikTok, TikTok app. I don't want my my kids to find like find <laughs> on it.
0: I want to know who you've like passed on to have Peyton Barber on your bench. That's what I want to know, uh,
2: dude. I feel like I feel like I'm the Bucks. So I passed on like Del, you know people like Dalvin Cook or something. You know, if I had to look back, because <laughs> 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 I had Doug Martin. My God. Um, all right, that so lines. the next one, the next thing is. Um, home exercise. So this is this player is someone that you should should have been in on before. But now you're late to the party wishing you would have started earlier before it took so much effort.
0: Yeah, um, this Marvin kind of alluded to this earlier cuz we were talking about it before before the show started, but this is all Miles Sanders to me. Last year at this time, I just was not impressed by Miles Sanders. He had you know, sloppy footwork. You know, poor to decent vision, like a decent at best vision. And you know, I just, I just didn't think about. I guess I thought about it, but I didn't put enough weight into the Eagles' O line. <laughs> uh, I'm also yeah. a big, I'm a big Jordan Howard fan, so I thought he's not taking Jordan Howard's jobs, so it's fine. Um, and man, it's I could just knowing I could have bought Miles Sanders last year for pennies. You know, after the first few weeks, when when Jordan Howard took the majority of the of the carries, I I feel like a dummy, but you know, you don't really have to have good vision to run the football Ed, in in Philadelphia. So, you know, my
1: bad.
2: Very true, Mar Marvin.
1: You know, one guy I wasn't big on going to last year was uh, AJ Brown. I you know I loved him as a prospect, loved him as a talent, and. And we talked about this earlier about opportunity. I, I faded him because of the opportunity, and I really regret it. So I, and I remember taking one of my rookie drafts. I took McCole Hardman um, before mm. AJ Brown because I, whew, yeah, I know, right? I was, you know, I thought that one of the faster receivers playing with Mahomes and and playing opposite of Tyreek Hill, he's he's gonna do some damage, and he still could. But we we saw we've seen what AJ Brown can do, and he's just a just a stud um and, you know people say that he could regress um and it's definitely possible but he's just a really good receiver and i wish i would have you know you, there was opportunities to buy low on him early last year and i didn't mm-hmm. and this offseason i'm paying the price and you know love acquiring him but it, it's it's a hefty price now yeah yeah
2: that, i'll answer for the 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 fantasy community at large but uh dk metcalf comes to mind on this one
1: oh
0: absolutely yeah yeah that's another one for me yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> Just basically had... all of the 2019 wide receivers could fit into this category
2: yeah i mean we, we all slept could. on
1: pretty hard that's for sure
2: so the next item is day drinking so this player um was what could be considered a once fun pastime but now has become a quick realization that you need help
0: I'm, I'm not going to tell you how many times I've done this, um, but goodness.
2: Yeah, quarantine.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Anybody? You got anybody? Nah,
0: I'm I'm trying to think of one. I don't have anything popping off the top of my head.
2: What about you, Marvin?
1: You know, one guy that loved him in the past and uh, realizing I should probably let go is uh, Lev Bell. Um mm. <laughs> Gosh, he's he's so good um, with with the Steelers, and you know, it just kind it of kind of hits you hard that he just wasn't the player again. You know, it, one of the one of the stats that blows my mind is that he only had one one run of fifteen or more yards last year, and just considering what he's done in in Pittsburgh, it, it's almost like a completely different running back. It's a different ecosystem. It's a different uh, coaching staff. Definitely yeah. different coaches, coaching staff <laughs> and uh, uh, different offense. So it it is one of those things. He's one of those players that I that that was just so much fun to to have on your team. Um, loved having him um, for for many years on my dynasty teams. But it's you know realizing now I definitely need help and just need to let him go. I guess he's no longer that RB one uh, that he once was, but I'd still be an RB two or flex that can help you out.
0: Hashtag offensive lines matter.
1: That's, That's right.
2: Yeah. Um, so my guy is uh my guy is here is Darwin Thompson. So
1: <laughs> it's
2: was, it was definitely a fun pastime. And then I I, I luckily uh, you know was it fun though? Was it, it fun?
0: It was really? man,
2: It was so much fun to have him on on your roster and just hope. I mean, he shines. So many so victory maps
0: were taken last year with him
2: i definitely took mine i definitely (laughs) took mine after after he took over this after he took over the job for a little bit one week
0: oh that's right we had that galactic credits bet
2: Uh uh-huh i had a huge galactic credits bet with the with the astronauts and ended up getting that
0: (laughs) that was that was i should have phrased mine better it was all a misphrase it wasn't because darwin actually did anything (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh all right so the next one is face mask so uh our beloved uh lifesavers here face mask um so this is a player that just literally makes you hot hot and heavy yeah I man well if you ever never worn one which you should be wearing one um if you haven't been wearing one um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll you know what I'm talking about here
0: but. oh yeah my mother-in-law got me and my wife won. It's a uh, monogram and everything, so I wear it inside wow. out so no one can see it.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I think I think mine has to be DJ Moore. I am um, all aboard the DJ Moore train. I was on him last year. I reached for him, in my startup, to make sure I got him. Um, and he's there's some players on my roster that I just I'm not even gonna I'm just not gonna trade. Um, I have you know little their sleeper nickname has a, just an emoji of a lock. And he's one of them. Um, so I've got better receivers than DJ Moore on my team, but DJ Moore is is my lock.
2: Yeah. Marvin?
1: Yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, I'm a Packer fan, so one of the guys that I just love having on my team is Devontae Adams. You know, so just a really good wide receiver, uh, awesome route runner, just joy to watch um, whenever he plays. And the fact that he's on, on the team I root for is just even more – Of um, just just that much more to enjoy to to watch him on TV so um, he's one of the guys that I think I have him on most of my dynasty leagues and the the one the few leagues that I don't have him in um, it's because he's owned by other Packer fans so they won't let him go yeah I'm
2: the same way I'm the same way with Mike Evans but my player here is um, is Nick Chubb so yeah yeah I um I have been trying so hard, and my league mates are probably going to listen to this? The guy who owns Nick Chubb, uh, I have been trying so hard, and and he's in two leagues with me to get him from him, and it's not going well. So I, now's um, the
0: time to get him, if, if, if at all.
2: You know? <sighs> dude, I want to so bad. It's just <laughs> it's just this guy knows what like he knows what's up, and. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, he listens not, to the
0: podcast. Of course he knows what's uh, up.
2: It's like this year for Nick Chubb, like you can say anything you want about Kareem Hunt, whatever. I don't care. I am all in on Nick Chubb. And I'm with you. It, dude, it, it, they're going to run a lot of big sets, and Nick Chubb is a beast. So, Absolutely. Um, the last item is uh, toilet paper. So this is the player that you bought while he was all the hype. But you've since realized you've overpaid.
0: <laughs> Marvin, why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah. Uh, so the one guy uh, that I definitely was 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 hyped on when when he came into the league was Corey Davis. Um, so no, he was one of the, he was the the top receiver, if I remember correctly, in his rookie class, and everyone thought he's the he's the number one receiver to draft in that in that class, and uh, drafted him everywhere and the leagues I didn't draft him, I tried to acquire him overpaid for sure. And one of the the trades that sticks with me the most is I traded Corey Davis for, I acquired Corey Davis by trading away Juju Smith Schuster. And Ooh. that was painful uh, to see Juju break <laughs> out that year and have Corey Davis sitting on my bench for most of that year. Or probably, I probably had him in my lineup forcing him in there and he just, And he just, (laughs) he'd he'd have a good game, but then he'd have the the next three games, he'd give you three points, points. right? So um, (laughs) that was one of the ones that stuck with me. Um, But I paid for him, and now I'm, yeah, still having my rosters. Can't let him go. Goodness.
2: What Uh, you got, Dom?
0: Um, this one is probably not too, uh, it's not recent. I can think of one, but the one that sticks out the most in my mind. And I I just want to make a disclaimer. This was in, I think 2018 in a, a redraft league. I do want to go ahead and say that I did win this league. Um, (laughs) but I drafted Chris Hogan in like the fourth (laughs) or fifth round. (laughs) It was, I remember going back and looking through this and said, how in the world did I win this? If I drafted Chris Hogan with my fourth round pick, it was disgusting.
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a tough one. <laughs> he,
0: he was so good at the end of 2017, though. I thought, I I, oh, he's gonna be great. He was not great.
2: He was not. All right, man. So that kind of wraps up that segment, man. What else you got so we, for us?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Um so we're gonna we're gonna get into a little uh this or that. Um so we have some players. Who have kind of a, a wide range of values depending on, um, you know how smart your league mates are, and we're we're gonna, you know, try and talk about some of these these different um, options. So we're gonna give each other some some this or that questions, and we're gonna start off with the highly coveted one o one. So we're gonna talk about this in superflex and in one quarterback leagues. But let's start off with superflex just real quick. Um, so. Mainly just because in Superflex leagues, this for the most part is just you know Burrow or, so I'm gonna ask. Um, one hundred and one or Baker Mayfield.
2: Oh. I'm taking the one
1: hundred and one. yeah, I think so. I'm taking that one hundred and one and drafting Joe Burrow. Good. I don't know.
2: I don't. The Dynasty Nerds might kick us off for saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought. I thought that would be on Baker's side. I'm not gonna lie. I felt a little like when I, when I wrote down Baker, I thought that's that's too easy. But man, yeah, it's
2: definitely a close one. Yeah, it's super close for sure.
0: Um, what about y'all? You got anything for Superflex One Hundred and One?
1: Yeah. So one guy that that uh, comes to mind, Josh Allen. Would you guys rather have Josh Allen or the One Hundred and One in Superflex? freaking Josh Oof. Allen man I don't if know I'm, about him
2: yeah if I'm if I'm taking the one-on-one over Baker Mayfield I'm definitely taking the one one over Josh Allen
0: uh, yeah I think I guess I have to as well I'm not a huge Josh Allen fan but you know he's he's a little safer than most um I think he's safer than Baker just because of his of his legs but also I don't know what I'm saying I'm gonna take the one one Give me, the, give me the mystery box.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm de- like I said, I'm definitely taking the one on one over Josh Allen. Mm. So what, yeah, do, what we- do you think? Yeah, well, yeah, what do you think about what do you think about the one on one or Russell Wilson?
1: Oh, Russell, give me Russell For all day. Sure.
2: Yeah, that's that's where I'm at too, man. Like that's, I he gets so disrespected. I don't get it. It's all because it's all because of system, right? I mean, that's the only reason why that anybody can say that they would, you know, they're not on Russell Wilson, right? Because they don't pass enough.
0: I guess you know if anyone ever you know disrespects Russell Wilson, I'm just going to send him a video of him passing a Tyler Lockett in the corner of the end zone last year, just over and over again, just the same play.
2: That was a sweet play. Send send him, send him over, send him the uh, the recent video of him throwing over a goalpost the soccer goal did you see that
0: no i did not you didn't yeah, see that
2: he's <laughs> he's he's uh running drills and he's he's dropping the ball over the crossbar of a, a soccer goal wow to a wide receiver yeah well not a wide receiver i don't know who it was but somebody a guy catching the ball
0: that that's usually a wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll, we'll uh, switch gears and so the one-on-one and one qb leagues now um, so this, you know, usually you won't find a quarterback in the first round. Um, so we're going to get out of, you know, quarterbacks. Um, so the one one or Derek Henry.
1: Man, that's a tough one.
0: Mm. I'm
1: not a, not a big Henry fan. Um, I don't know what it is, but I, you know, I, I think I'll take the one one there. Just yeah, the, the upside with Clyde Edwards, helaire Um, or jonathan taylor i think i'd just rather have that long term than than derrick henry yeah yeah that's
2: that's super tough i mean even if you know i'm not definitely not one of those people who thinks that marlon mack is going away um (laughs) i don't (laughs) think he is Uh, but um so i think that you know jonathan taylor is going to have if he can you know if that's your guy um I, I have CEO, I have Edward Tolare over him, but if Taylor's your guy, you know, if you can just see the the Derrick Henry role from him, you know, I think that I'm taking, I think that I'm probably going to take the 101 over Derrick Henry.
0: I don't know, man. Darrington Evans is just going to, you know, chip at his work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, 101 to Aaron Jones.
2: Ooh, uh,
1: I'm taking the 101 there. I Ooh, man! You, yeah. went, you
2: you got him. <laughs> you got him with the Packers, man.
1: <laughs> I, <knew it>. I, <laughs> I had to. He's uh. So Aaron Jones is is you know he's a great great running back and uh, just really hyper efficient last year and uh, it was just a touchdown machine. But you know, drafting AJ Dillon and regardless of what you think of AJ Dillon, the fact that they spent a second round pick on a mm-hmm. running back makes yeah. you know makes you. Think that they'll split the workload, or or that something's going to happen there where Aaron Jones is left with less uh, of a uh, of um, workload than he had last year. So, you know, if those if that continues, I don't know if he'll even be there past um, the 2020 season. So, uh, you know, I'd rather have the the, the rookie that's um, that's in the the better situation long term.
0: Yeah, especially when you consider just how good the Packers draft was you know it's just it's, it's wild oh, that they spend a-
1: <laughs> my goodness
0: just you know uh, you know that, that they know what they're doing so you know
1: gosh i i sure hope they know what they're doing because i was speechless <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm taking the
2: 101 over Aaron jones and i i agree I agree, I agree with i agree with you marvin on all your points that you made about it
0: sweet um Mar, you got anything for for, uh, for the next player?
1: Yeah we uh, for the 101 um, you know the one guy I, I want to get you guys opinion on is Odell Beckham Jr is he so I know he's 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 kind of had his ups and downs, but would you guys rather have the 101 assuming you're you're even at wide receiver and running back? would you rather have the 101 or OBj?
0: that. Is interesting that you asked that question. So confidently, I don't know.
2: Um, I'm taking. I'm taking OBJ.
0: My heart tells me OBJ, but my mind, the you know, more, um, computing one, is, is telling me to take the pick. Um, I think I'm going to have to take the pick. And I, it hurts me to say that because I love Odell. I wish he would have played soccer, but I love Odell. <laughs> um, but I think I want, I think just, yeah, I am just going to take the pig. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking OBJ for sure on that. You know, give me, give me a, a, in his prime wide receiver um, with elite ceiling. And I mean, his floor is, is super high too, so I'm not. I, I'm not gonna take anybody, you know, a wide receiver. Even if I wanted to replace him with the wide receiver, um,
0: <clears throat> his floor is a wide receiver three with 133 targets. I, I just want to say that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I'm not. I mean, but you know, you're talking about if I'm gonna replace him with wide receiver in the draft right now, you're talking about like, uh, you know, CD. Rager, you know, Judy. I'm, I'm I'm not super hype about Judy or CD's landing spots. Um, uh, I like Rager's a lot more. Uh, he is my wide receiver one, but I'm still going to take OBJ over Rager.
0: Yeah, I understand that. And if, if it was, you know, between the two, just one of the wide receivers or OBJ, I would take OBJ. But, um, you know, you said you're, we're both, you know, even with wide receiver and running back. So in my mind, that means I have a whole running back and I have a whole wide receiver and I would rather have the running back whole field and then get some later depth Mm. Mm. at wide receiver later.
2: Yeah. Logical.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey got one.
2: Uh, no, I don't.
0: (laughs) All right. Perfect. Uh, I'll then move on to the next player then.
2: So Alvin Kamara, um,
0: I'll take Alvin Kamara.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, this is a tough one, man. Because I mean, if you, I feel like if you ask anybody that, okay, uh, Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara, we already know the the answer, right? I mean, yeah. If I ask you Barkley or Kamara, it's like, so let me. Uh, let me ask you then, uh, Chubb or Kamara?
0: I'm going to take Kamara there as well.
1: Yeah, I'd probably lean Kamara there. I guess it just it, it depends on the, the scoring format too, but um, I think Kamara just, he was hampered by injuries last, last year. Um, and I think he's due for some positive touchdown regression here. I remember looking into some of his numbers and, his you know his first two seasons he converted something around 24 percent of his um red zone touches into touchdowns and that dipped uh i think six to seven percent last year so there was a Mm -hmm. big drop in that and and even pre and post injury there was you could even see a, uh, a drop in in that split as well so coming back healthy i think will be big for him so i you know i that's a tough one, but I think I'd lean Kamara over Chubb just because of his receiving work, and especially if it's a, any form of PPR.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there too. I, I definitely am probably going to take Kamara. I know that I know that a Kamara for Chubb deal in this one league with my uh, league mate who owns Chubb uh, would would get it, um, and I have not made that offer, so I'm definitely taking Kamara
0: yeah so um yeah the reason i chose camaro was because you know his value fluctuated just a little bit last year because it was a down year comparatively um and you know he's he's been super efficient on his you know relatively few amount of of rushing attempts um you know this is the first season he has um first season with under 100 targets granted it was 97 but um, still, he hasn't hit 100. I mean, he hasn't hit 200 rushing attempts yet, or 1,000 rushing yards. Um, so, in his touchdown to rushing, though it was, uh, you know, he only had five touchdowns last year. He had 14 the year before that. Um, so, I think somewhere in the middle is more likely. Um, you know, I could see him being a uh, mid to back end wide receiver one, or not wide receiver one. I'm sorry, running back one. all oh, granted, I guess he could be a wide receiver one with 100 targets. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of why I chose him. I didn't know where people were. People were kind of valuing him a little lower. All right, how about Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? How about that?
1: Kamara.
0: Alvin Kamara. Okay, I thought I was gonna be closer than than that. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I I think I think Chubb and Chubb and Kamara are closer than Cook and Kamara. But I, you know, okay. I I think that when is when all is said and done, if we get this season through, I think that chubb has a really good chance to be rb1 this year um you know it's not that cook doesn't um cook cook's injuries and his history with injuries um concerns me a little bit more than than chubb so and yes i know that chubb's had some injuries too but
0: gotcha all right we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and move on because kamara was a i guess a dead (laughs) end sorry (laughs) Um, all right. So Cooper cup, would you rather have Cooper cup or DK Metcalf? Uh,
2: yeah, that's tough, man. Cause I don't, you know, I don't foresee the Rams continuing to go, uh, you know, out of 12 personnel as much as they had to last year.
0: Hmm, um, sure.
2: so I, I think that the cup is, is definitely going to get a lot more work. Um, oh man i still i'm still gonna take probably this mm, now i'm gonna go back on what i'm saying too i'm probably gonna take (laughs) i'm probably gonna take the ceiling of dk
0: that's fair i I can't blame you marvel what you think
1: yeah that's that's another tough one I i probably lean um Lean on the the safer floor in Cooper Cup, uh, just just a great you know yards after catch receiver um, was third in red zone receptions last year. He's just you know with Cooks gone, um, I think there's just he, his role is safe. I think there's still some level of uncertainty with with, with DK there, so I, that's, I just gotta lean with Cup and and um, just a safe floor that he provides for for your team.
2: Yeah, he's playing. He's playing to stay too, you know.
1: Yeah, contract he's, year, right?
2: He's, yeah, he's trying not to, try not to get replaced by Van Jefferson. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go cup here as well, um, for a couple of reasons. I love Metcalf. I just traded for him in, in Dynasty, and I'm I'm happy to have him. Um, sure. But uh, I think that Metcalf could, I think, has a, a larger injury concern to me. Um, and especially in a full point PPR, I just, I love the safety blanket wide receivers more than anything. Mm. Um, and so Cooper cup kind of gets a little bit of a bonus to me in, in that regard. Um, and standard, I might have to switch to Metcalf, but for a, a full point PPR, I'm a go cup.
1: Yeah, agreed there. Um, so would you guys rather have Cooper cup or, uh, AJ Brown?
0: Hmm, man. I thought these would be easier than they have been. Um, Cooper cup final answer.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay, I'm going to go with cup on that one.
0: I like AJ Brown. Um, but I don't know with, with Derek Henry still there. Uh, and like him being on a franchise tag. I, I think they're just going to run, run him to literally death. Um, and so AJ Brown's targets are gonna, you know, end up being like the end of last year, um, and he's gonna have to make every single um, play by himself. So I don't think he can't do that. I think he, he he can, but I think the possibilities of him doing it are are gonna go down.
1: Yeah, I think I I lean AJ Brown. So I might be in the minority here, but I think the. You know, we talk about the floor, and that's just Cooper Cup's game. You know, he's just a safe guy to have in your lineup, and right. You know, AJ Brown is just more, just more hot and cold, right? I think you saw last year that when he got the opportunity and his snaps increased, he was, he just, you know, just lit the world on fire. He was just amazing, but then you saw in the playoffs what happens when they commit to the run, and he—that's mm-hmm. he, he, what I'm worried about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The 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 amount of targets that he got was a little alarming when they leaned on Derrick Henry. So if they continue to do that, I think there's just there's a lot of room for disappointment there. So I lean AJ Brown because I love the upside, but I don't fault anyone going with Cooper Cup.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I think if if I remember right, when I looked at ADP, Brown is going a little bit higher than Cup too. So. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Joel, go ahead with your uh, next one.
2: All right, so Tyler Lockett. So let's see here. So would you (laughs) rather... I mean, I feel like Tyler Lockett... Like everybody's really low on Tyler Lockett. They Um, are. That's why I chose him. Yeah. um,
0: His value difference between like the beginning of last year and right now is absurd.
2: Yeah. So would you rather have... Tyler Lockett or Michael Gallup.
1: Give me Lockett.
0: Yeah, Lockett here too. Man, that's that's so sad to hear that. Like, cause it. I had to think about it. <laughs> it was.
2: Yeah, right. You know, gosh. That's exact, but that's the. You know, that's where the community is. I think is on Lockett is right around there. You know,
0: Lockett or rugs
2: taking Lockett.
1: Yeah, I, still, I think I still lean Lockett there. Okay, that's fair.
2: Give me, give me, give me the most accurate deep passer, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? So I think these guys are growing pretty close in ADP. Here is it Terry McLaurin or Tyler Lockett.
0: That that's tougher.
2: Again, give me the the quarterback. For Lockett, <laughs> uh, over, over the one for McLaurin, absolutely.
0: Teams as they are right now, I'm taking McLaurin. What? But I am, I am. I'm taking Terry McLaurin as the teams stand at the moment. Um, I, I think Dwayne. Ha- I I like Dwayne Haskins' talent. Um, I think he takes a step forward. Um, if they sign almost anyone, uh, decent in free agency. Then I'll I'll probably switch. But as the teams stand at the moment, I want Terry McLaurin.
2: So you're saying if they if the Redskins they sign a quarterback that's work, or oh no they... I'm sorry another wide receiver. Oh, I, I okay. think they
0: want another wide receiver. And if yeah, they well, do, then I will probably come off Terry McLaurin a little bit. But um, at the moment, as as him being the one right now and force feeding the like, targets, uh, I've got to take him right now.
2: Who are they gonna? Who are they gonna sign, though?
1: I don't know. Dez Bryant. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's. I mean, that's. But that's like the people who are out there. It's like,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, they're gonna sign. They're gonna sign. You know, Antonio Brown, or uh, I don't think Rivera is gonna do that. You know, i not. Mean, I- um, Josh Gordon. You know, I don't think. I don't think that's happening. You know, there's not really anybody else out there. Like, even if they sign somebody, I think that. It's a complete afterthought.
0: More than likely, and that's why I I had to at least put the stipulation out there because as as it stands now, unless something crazy happens, like you know Bill O'Brien sends Will Fuller or something, you know, um, I am going to I'm gonna go I'm gonna take Terry. So no disrespect right. to Lockett, but respect to Terry.
2: <laughs> so which. You got the next one, huh?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh well so would you rather have? Um Kenyon Drake or Adam Thielen.
1: Gosh. I think for I think for both Redraft and dynasty, I think I'd rather have Kenyon Drake. I know there's a lot of uncertainty with his contract and if he'll sign long term mm-hmm. there, but what he did when he you know when he was traded i think it was like he was rb4 i believe after he was traded all the way to the, end of the season like he's just he was on fire only behind i think it was like cmc maybe derrick henry was probably still ahead of him but he was he was a beast um it's just uh, i think he could be really good in that offense and and what's concerning with thielen is he is getting up there in age he's he, you know it depends on on how they utilize him and, and justin jefferson I think he, right. he thrives in the slot, right? Thielen is, is great in the slot. And if Justin Jefferson takes those snaps, well, how does that affect Thielen? It's without Stefan Diggs, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So I think I'd rather have the, the running back that's that's younger and um has a lot of potential in that um rising offense there with, with Hopkins now. Yeah,
0: I feel
2: that. Yeah, the, I think the the offense works for for Drake and Drake works in that offense really well. You know, um, Absolutely. you know, you know, Kings- Kingsbury is, you know, thought of, you know, just because of the air raid, but what he does out of the air raid for the run game is, I mean, it's, Significant. it's magical. I mean, you, if you really want to watch how he's adapted, you know, something interesting, how he's adapted, the air raid with to incorporate the run game like he had um mm-hmm. it's it, you're in for a really good time if you watch that for sure
0: yeah i mean he made chase edmonds look good you know
2: <laughs> yeah man chase edmonds won me some weeks <laughs> just the
0: one though just the one week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he went off man crazy
0: um all right so, so uh, oh sorry yeah go ahead
2: so so Kenyon Drake or Austin Eckler?
0: Why would you do that to me?
2: <laughs> He's the next player, man. Austin Eckler or Kenyon Drake? So, dang it,
0: I'm going Austin Eckler. Yeah, give me Eckler on this one. I love Kenyon Drake. I love the talent. Honestly, I still loved him in Miami. Like last year, in my startup draft for my main dynasty league, I traded up. Someone sniped me in the sixth to get him. I traded up to to trade him, like to get him in the middle of the startup draft. Um, which usually, you know, you have to pay a higher price for someone who's already picked than just the pick itself. Um, at least I've found that to be true in my experience. So I had to pay a little bit to, to get Kenyon Drake. And then I sent him off right before he got traded to Arizona. Mm. It hurt me.
2: Yeah. I think, I think for me, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Kenyon Drake over Eckler.
0: I can't fault you. At least, especially not for this year. Um, can you? you know, it's
2: a, the, uh, you know, the committee talk for, you know, Eckler doesn't scare me It's because he's yep. uber efficient. It's, I'm not really worried about that at all. Um, I think it hurts Justin Jackson and Kelly more, um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to take a guy who obviously has the full role.
0: I understand that. There. I can't blame you at all.
2: So what do you got, man? Who else?
0: Marvin got one for Drake.
1: Yeah, you know the, the the other polarizing running back that comes to mind here is is David Montgomery, probably for the the opposite direction, right? A lot of guys were, a lot of people were high on him, and then he disappointed uh, to some extent. Would you guys rather have David Montgomery, who's younger, um, loads of potential, um, or Kenyon Drake, who's a little older in a better offense? Um, and, and I guess is more immediate proven rb1 productivity
0: well um, that is tough but not really for the for this year <laughs> I'm definitely going Kenyon Drake i I like David Montgomery no respect disrespect to him at all um, I, I think I'm higher on him than, than most people are uh, f- for this year um, I love him anyway, he he split of all rookies running backs last year, he was tied with Josh Jacobs for the most attempts. Um, you know, I I really think that David Montgomery is going to, I know, he's not going to flash and and, and be like a a mid or high running back one, but I think he's got a safe floor. He's going to work. He's going to grind. He's going to get you just under four yards per carry and 250 carries a year. Um, and, and that's, that's what I'm drafting. Um, you know, I'm I'm expecting him to be a a mid wide uh, running back too, so I'll take Drake's ceiling um, over over that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Drake on that one. It's
1: unanimous then. Can you Drake yeah. it in? <laughs>
0: Bingo. Um, so we'll do our last player real quick. Um, so. Uh, we're gonna talk about Austin Eckler, um, just because you know some people are a little worried with the coach speak of of, of doing a, a three headed approach with with Kelly and and, and Jackson, um, but still you know Eckler has you know insane uh, um, what's the word the thing that Kamar does efficiency there it is um, he has insane efficiency and you know he was just fantastic down the stretch last year um, even with Melvin going back so. In that vein, remember that, and don't make fun of me when I ask, Eckler or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire?
1: Man, give, mm. me, give me Clyde. Give me Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Just, my goodness. Mystery
2: Monday. Yeah. I know, dude. Um... God. <laughs> I'm probably going to... I don't know man I feel I always lean towards the established player in these cases like it's just I don't know why I just that's just my instinct is always to lean with what feels like more of the sure thing yeah you know but you know for long term sake I'm you know I'm probably gonna take Clyde Um, I mean Eckler
0: does have a a four year I know
2: four years man I know but I think i'm gonna take clyde he's he's uh that's my heart throw, man
0: yeah the only thing i have concern with clyde is that he is i mean he's not like you know a piece of paper back there trying to block but he is a liability in pass protection
2: he might be worse than rojo
0: <laughs> exactly and so when I mean, that got ronald jones off the field some you know his rookie year and you know damon williams didn't die he's not traded um now, obviously, like there's no no uh, argument for me that Clyde is definitely the better talent, the better player, all around. Um, the only thing he's not better at than Damien Williams is, is running fast. Um, but you know, he could he could I could see him losing that that spot to Damien um, for his pass protection, or at least losing snaps. Um, so I could see him going to like forty to sixty percent of snaps instead of. You know, more. Yeah. All right, and that was this or that, and that wraps up this episode. Um, so Marvin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are super excited to have been your first uh, podcast. That is, and um, looking forward to more uh, articles that you write for for the Nerds, and I'm especially looking forward to um, the post draft uh version of the rookie opportunity um and seeing you know who you who you key on key in on as having the best opportunities of this rookie class
2: yeah, yeah and
1: Marvin, I appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much i had a lot of fun with you guys here I'm looking forward to, to chatting um football with you guys sometime in the future for sure
0: awesome all right well we are signing off thank you so much for listening to fantasy bliss podcast